Can we talk about how I didn't realize Taylor Swift fan Taylor Swift fans are like the Illuminati? Oh yes, they are. I, I know all about this. I did not realize. Like, I knew because I own all of her CDs, mm-hmm. and so I knew early in her career. Her early CDs like had messages like in the CD. What I don't even know what you call this. The liner. Like yeah. And the lyrics, like, some of the lyrics would be bold. Mm-hmm. And so if you, like, spelled out the mm-hmm. letters, you could figure out her message to the fans. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I didn't do it. Right. But I knew that you could. Right. And I thought, oh, that's clever. Yeah. But I did not know. She loves leaving secret messages. Man, she really does. Yeah. She loves sending people on a scavenger hunt that sometimes they take in the wrong direction. Yeah. Where she's misleading them. Like, and harmlessly. Like, right. it's, it's all fun. And they just start speculating about wild things. And I'm keyed into this because of Kelsey, who is a Taylor, a big Taylor Swift fan, like a super fan. What do you call? Are they a Swifties? Stan. Yes. Oh, Stan. S- Swifties okay. is, is the correct term. But Stan is just the internet what does parlance. That mean? I think it means stalker fan. Thank you. Yeah. I've wondered for a real long time. And I think it actually comes... Do they spill the tea? That's the other internet phrase I just learned. Well, <laughs> and I think that's another thing that people might use incorrectly because it means gossip. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't just mean gossip. Because then some people say that's the tea. Right. Does and that mean that's what's up? No. Okay. Well then, well no. then I should not use these <laughs> phrases. <laughs> I think it's, it's become diluted and watered down and maybe it does kind of mean that. Okay. I think people think that tea stands for truth. Oh, okay. I got it. It doesn't necessarily. It okay. comes ultimately from, from gay culture. Okay. Of the late nineties. Okay. Um, but we, it's are, been have appropriated it. Yeah. In the because year of the internet. Oh, mm-hmm. the internet. Okay, sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, Taylor Swift has a countdown going. Yes. I think it's just for the release like of do. Avengers Endgame. The final countdown. Well, now I'm done and I'm submitted oh. because we're in the future. <laughs> right, Time Lords. Because we're not recording this last week. <laughs> okay. Um. So yes, I'm all done with my dissertation and that's not something I'm stressing about anymore. It felt like, it feels like you and Taylor though had this similar countdown. Yeah, very similar. But again, I think her countdown is just for the release of Avengers Endgame. Except all of all the messages. Except she had a song on her last album called Endgame. Oh, that's true. Come on guys. She's just a big Avengers fan. I think that would be the most funny to like tell people like get ready for 426 and then it shows her like eating popcorn right. in the theater. And I, I just have this image like the the dark theater mm-hmm. right and the final like please silence your cell phones like message like fades from the screen and we get like these flipping comic book images and then bam, 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 and you get like all this triumphant brass and the Marvel Studios logo is on the screen and then everything goes to black Everybody is silent in anticipation, and then all of a sudden you just hear, big reputation, big <laughs> reputation. And like that's how the movie is going to begin, and that's what the countdown is for. Wouldn't it be not amazing for all those Marvel fans like you who are going to be sitting in a theater for three hours already anyway? Yep. But wouldn't it be clever slash expensive slash genius for Taylor Swift to like launch a music video mm. in theaters mm. worldwide like while you're sitting there like Pixar does a little mini right. movie that would be incredible yeah like you think you're there for the movie the previews end and before the movie starts is Taylor Swift's new music video and I know she has some kind of licensing thing with the Walt Disney Company which owns Marvel and also ABC 
Disney man. That's another monopoly. Ooh, just... it's a terrifying monopoly. I was about to say that we just go along with. And like the movie or the comic book fan in me is like, oh yes, Disney owns Marvel and Fox now, so I can have an, the X Men in an Avengers movie. But the like person who's afraid of corporate monopolies yeah. in me is terrified of, of everything. Yeah. No, Kelsey is already very mad at me for making her go to this three hour movie on the new Taylor Swift day. Do we think it's a new album or do we think it's a new song? I think it's probably the release of a new single. Yes. Um, that is hinting at a new album, right? Yes. But we won't get the whole album. That's that her method. Right. She always drops one song first. In 2017, she did this with the like snake posts on her Instagram, yes. that, which was then look what you made me do. Right. And before that it was shake it off. Mm-hmm. She launched this. So what I'm intrigued is we are going from like Gothic Taylor Swift, yeah. like snakes to like palm trees and pink jewels and, and like ruffles. Yeah. Tool. Yeah. Ruffles um, a tool. And I've heard from my like tangential space to Swifty culture. Reputation was very much like a concept piece. Um, it's something that she was like, it was very performative. She's Uh like, I'm doing this because this is the message I have right now. But whatever this next project is, is very much back to her roots. Like more like her, more the autobiography that we're used to and not her like dealing with this like fame thing. Okay. So very curious. Well, I'd be into that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've truly liked every CD she's put out. Me too. I like Reputation a lot. Yeah. So I'm here for it. We were watching the documentary, the 2000s. I don't know if you and Kelsey have watched this on Netflix. I haven't yet. No. It's still like, well, you could watch it post, post, well, now you can yeah. watch it now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we just finished and it was like a CNN thing that t- Tom Hanks helped produce. Mm-hmm. So kind of your standard documentary. Yeah. Um, but I used to love those. We love, I love the eighties yes. on like Obsessed VH1. Obsessed with those on VH1. Okay. So that's kind of what this is. And there's an episode, the end of the end of the two thousands is an episode about music. And so they show Taylor Swift and got she was a child baby she was a baby and i loved her for like she came to montgomery like as a nothing as like a nobody yeah and i heard her she banged on some drums like trash cans that were drums anyway it was she was a good performer mm-hmm. even back then but it is remarkable to see gosh she has like grown up in the public eye absolutely entirely and um, has done a when she was much younger was not great about privacy sure she's very good at it now yes she is um so good for her she's learned her lessons Mm -hmm. i guess um anyway very intrigued we'll find out tomorrow i guess yeah we'll find out tomorrow (laughs) which is definitely not in nine days Episode 220 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I'm on a different kind of countdown. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And I think what we're going to focus in on this week is independent bookstore. It's Indie Bookstore Day. Remember <laughs> Let freedom rain. I just want somebody to make me a song. That's Martina McBride's, McBride's Independence Day, but to the tune of, of Indie, Indie Bookstore Book Day. Day. Yeah, like, and I, I feel we wrote the lyrics. Magaly did it for you. Yeah, I just needed somebody to sing it. You wouldn't sing it for me. No, I wouldn't. You still won't. No. I'm rude. I, I do everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Independent Bookstore Day is a nationwide celebration mm-hmm. of independent bookstores, yep. a la Record Store Day, yep. which I think was the original. Which was last week, I think. It was. It was the thirteenth. Well, 
you know. Okay. Uh, it was the 13th. And so now we are gearing up here at the bookshelf. It's always a day full of activities. Mm-hmm. I compare it to Small Business Saturday. Yeah. Um, in the fact that we are really busy. It's also Rose Festival weekend, as mm-hmm. we have discussed before. So it's a busy day in Thomasville. Um, but I guess I wanted to talk a bit, little bit about why... I mean, we're a podcast yep. under the umbrella of an independent bookstore. Right. But we don't talk about that super often, do we? Not really. I mean, we we say it at the front of every show. Yes. And I think it's very clear that like that that's who we are and what we do. Right. This is the bookshelf. But we don't talk about this being the bookshelves podcast right that much and it, it, it is right. like it's 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 annie's podcast in as much as annie owns the bookshelf that's right it's the bookshelves but this is the bookshelves podcast that's right this is the under the umbrella of the bookshelf and it and over the years it has become i guess kind of sort of a marketing tool for yeah. us like it's certainly thanks to ann bogle and thanks to the popcast like we have found a lot of you and you guys have found a lot of us but i don't found a lot of us you guys have found us uh, <laughs> I, I didn't you were even just pro- gonna keep on going i didn't even process that what you said was not correct um but i i just don't know if we obviously you know we don't link to amazon right we we support other independent bookstores but we, i don't know if we, we ever we link to our own store yeah i don't right. know if we talk about why independent bookstores are important to us right and we do occasionally sure we did an episode i think mm-hmm. about fairly recently about really the bookshelf's indie, the bookshelf's, what is it? What am I trying to say? The bookshelf's origin story, Mm -hmm. kind of, we have addressed here. Yeah. Um, So I kind of wanted to ask you why you think independent bookstores are important, like why you like them. I'm going to tell why I like them, and then we have our favorites to share. Yeah. Um, I haven't prepared this, so I'm just kind of talking extempore here. But I think independent bookstores are important because they represent the communities that they're inside of. Um, the independent bookstore is the beating heart of a, of an intellectual and literary and cultural community. Mm -hmm. Um, what's important about them is that real people work in them. Real people make all the decisions about their inventory, about their events, about, um, their display. Everything that happens inside is brought to you by people who live in your community and who are making decisions based on what they think best represents the needs of that community. Um, that's not something an algorithm can give you. No, and nor should we want it to be no. something an algorithm gives us because then it would prevent us from learning and loving our neighbor. Right. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like I think when I look at even when the bookshelf was in Midtown Tallahassee mm-hmm. and the bookshelf in Thomasville, Georgia, like... That's the beauty of an independent bookstore. Right. The bookshelf in Midtown looked different right. from the bookshelf right. in Thomasville, Georgia. It's why Midtown Reader in Tallahassee looks different than the bookshelf now. Yes. It has come into its own now yes. that it's been around for a couple of years and become Tallahassee's bookstore. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to, I mean, and I, I don't want to put it into words, of, of, into phrasing of like you're supposed to. Right. But I think when you travel, mm-hmm. uh, that's part of the reason I love visiting indie bookstores when I go places is because they very much reflect the communities they're in. Absolutely. And so when you walk into the bookshelf in Thomasville, it certainly reflects Thomasville. Yes. I think it also reflects very much the staff who is currently employed. For sure. So when Olivia managed the store, like now, Olivia manages the store. So the store's trajectory and inventory looks a little different than it did when Magalie was manager. Mm-hmm. And Magalie looked different from Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's the beauty of trusting your staff. Yeah. And and your staff, one thing I love about Olivia is she has moved to Thomasville. So mm-hmm. she brings with her some ideas and things from New York and from Pennsylvania, like where mm-hmm. she grew up. Um, it's been funny to like even introduce her to something. I'll use sports as an example. Like she's, I know, <laughs> you know, this sports podcast. Um, That's but, us. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> but like I want to use that as an example because I think it kind of puts it into a succinct little package. Like she comes to the bookshelf loving the NFL. Okay, well, which is so different. No from the rest one of us. cares about the NFL here, generally speaking, because we care about college football. Like, and that's a small like Olivia right. brings with her. Like, we at football season stocked a couple books written by NFL coaches. We sold them. Yeah, I would never have stocked right. those. Like, that's a silly little example, but my point is, yeah, when indie bookstores trust their staffs and and their staff members mm-hmm. to to not only reflect the community. But to some extent, to bring their own expertise. Right. Um, because and, they're part of the community. Yes, absolutely. And so that's one thing I love about indie bookstores is that when you travel, you are able to really get a good sense of yeah. where you are based on the ind- independent bookstore. And, I mean, Barnes & Noble is the same wherever you go. Yeah. And there's something comforting about that, too. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Like McDonald's. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, yeah. it, like when... I moved to Montgomery for college. Um, at the time, there was not an independent bookstore there that I was aware of. I was a college student. So what I was aware of was the Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. And I liked going there yeah. because it felt familiar. Exactly. When you travel, sometimes you just want a chicken nugget from McDonald's. <laughs> like, you can't help it. And so let me interject there. Um, when I was in Jacksonville in whatever month that was, February? Sure. March? March. March. Um, to get our engagement pictures done... I walked into a Barnes and Noble for the first time and I have no idea how long mm-hmm. it years, like yeah. years and years. And I was like, Oh, I haven't been to one of these in forever. And it felt so familiar and comforting until it didn't. And it felt entirely overwhelming. Yes. And I was like, let me just go look at their like comics and graphic novels. It's like there are too many things here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to look. I don't know how anything is organized because there's so many different things and it's not alphabetical. It's like yeah. alphabetical by section, but the sections are arbitrary. Um, and I did not like it. And yeah. I was like, I missed the curation of the bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> like there's th- too much here. I think when you, so I cannot really walk into a book million. Like that's kind of where I draw the mm-hmm. line. Um, but I will, so Barnes and Noble previous to independent bookstores, Barnes and Noble is like where I, trusted my time but now I will walk into a Barnes Noble like for example if we're in Tallahassee for a movie Mm -hmm. and it's taken a minute Mm -hmm. we go to Barnes and Noble right because it's right there okay Jordan still loves browsing Barnes and Noble I like it because whatever I get ideas yeah but truly I totally understand where you're coming from I walk in there and I'm like oof there's a lot of things in here (laughs) it's too many things and at the bookshelf like part of the beauty I think of an independent bookstore is we've done the work for you so we've curated it. Mm-hmm. It's not to say we know better than you. It's just to no. say we have tried really hard to stock what we think you will like. And from having worked in the inventory position here, yeah. like I lo- walk into that store and just think how many of th- these things have been on the shelf for a year right. or more right. that are not selling. That have not been turned over. Right. Like, it, it is, and I think you made a good point, that a bookstore is reflective of its community. Mm-hmm. But it also gives the community what it needs. Yeah. So it's not just what the community it's likes. It's aspirational. Yes. Or it can be. I hope so. I think I think the bookshelf hopefully fills both of those roles. Um, 
Yeah. So that's why we love independent bookstores. Yeah. I wanted to talk about my favorite indie bookstores in real life. You can obviously speak to this as well. Yeah. Because I think we both, when we travel, mm-hmm. kind of visit different Definitely. I always try to. Um, but I wanted to name a few. So the first one is the bookstore I always name as my favorite even though obviously the bookshelf is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite place to go is Sundog Books in right. Seaside. Here's why I love Sundog Books. It is totally different from the bookshelf. Right. Meaning I could not own Sundog Books because I don't know where anything right. is. Right. <laughs> like, like they, have, they have really great sections. So like the sections are very clearly marked and it's very well curated. But they have so much and it's like sometimes double stacked in a shelf. Kate went there... Was it Kate? Somebody from the bookshelf went there on my recommendation mm-hmm. and came back and was like, I mean, that was good, I think. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I think they were a little shell-shocked. Like, yeah. Because, but what I love is it reflects that community. Right. That is touristy. It is a beach community. They just want to come in and pick a book that they can literally walk out the street right. and go down to the beach. Right. Um, so I love it. I couldn't run it. Right. Um, the bookshelf doesn't look anything like that. But I love that story. Right. So Sundog Books in Seaside, Florida is one of my favorites. I think Page and Palette in Fairhope is very similar. Yes. Um, much bigger than the bookshelf. Yes. Lots more inventory than the bookshelf. A great shop. Yeah. But it has this coffee shop. It's like an L-shaped store yes. with a coffee shop in the middle of that L. Yes. And then they also sell art things. Mm-hmm. Because Fairhope is a very much artistic community. Yeah. Um, but it is the same kind of thing where it's kind of a resort destination, yeah. sort of. Yeah. I think um, it's like Thomasville meets the beach. Yeah, kind for of. sure. And so it has a lot more of that just accessible, like, I'm going to stop in there and grab a grab a beach read and yeah. head on down to the shore. Yeah. Um, great store, though. Um, have had they excellent get, experiences at that place. And they get really great authors Oh, they there. really do. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, for real. And they're not very far from us. They're not very far from us, but this is what I try to tell people all the time. But they're off the major highway. Right. Like, we're... Well, and I was even talking to somebody... Well, I won't, I won't say who, but I was talking to somebody else who runs a similar store. and But they were like, oh, Annie, you could get big authors. We were able to get 700 people, no problem. And I was like... <laughs> like... Like, no, like we had Georgia Hunter, New York Times bestselling author, 100 people came to that. And, and that's that, big. And that's a big deal. Yep. Like, guys, we're a small town, no interstate, no airport, truly small town. Yeah. No beach. Yeah. There's no beach here. Yeah. You're not coming here for the yeah. beach. You're coming here maybe to hunt, which neither Chris nor I knows anything about. Nope. <laughs> so, so I can't speak to it more than that, but I'm assuming tourists come here to hunt. Um... But yeah, very different And from... now Toro's come here to see us. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah. You've put us on the map. The literal map. Um, okay, one of my favorite, other favorite stores, and I mention them all the time, is Avid Bookshop mm-hmm. in Athens. Again, that is a store so reflective of its community. Athens is a college town. Um, uh, by the way, way bigger than I would have thought. Like, I, Jordan and I went to visit Athens a couple years ago, and I thought we were landing, going to land in like an Auburn, Alabama type situation. Yeah, no. No. Athens is a place. Athens is like a major community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought we were going to stumble into, like, Athens. Like, I don't know if you've been to Auburn, but, like, Auburn is yeah, small. I haven't been to Auburn, no. Um, that's what I thought we were doing. Guys, that is not the case. No, Athens is, I could be way off here, but more like Birmingham than, it like, felt, Auburn. It certainly felt that way. Yeah. Um, 
They Avid now has two locations. I have still only been to one because when I went there, there was only one open at the time. Um, but I like their staff. Mm-hmm. They're extremely knowledgeable, but also very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, the store location I went to was so much smaller than I thought based on their Instagram account, and yet every inch of that space is utilized well. Um, and with purpose. And with purpose. And again, they have really good events um, that I am healthily jealous of. Um, book culture <laughs> in New York is mm-hmm. my favorite New York bookstore. The reason it's my favorite New York bookstore, I mean, sure, you've got The Strand, which is amazing. I like book culture because it's highly curated. And they're the one of the few indie bookstores um, that almost could also fall in, into the aspirational category in that at the bookshelf, we carry a lot of gift product. Mm-hmm. And I know some people feel weird about that. Right. Um, and if we were in a different location doing a different thing, we maybe wouldn't need to carry as many maybe, gifts. But, but I think our gift product is part of our character. Yes, it totally is. And so when I went to Book Culture, I in I think it was the one on Columbus Circle, I realized, oh, here's another indie bookstore stocking gift product and doing it well. Um, they're not ashamed of their gift product. Mm-hmm. Like it, it matches well with the store and with the community they are a part yeah. of. So I really like that shop. Um, on that level, I really love Book People in Austin, Texas. I want to go there so it's badly. It's such a great shop. Um, I want to go back to Austin, Texas for many reasons. Yes. Um, just a great place to be. Um, amazing food. But Book People is one of the highlights for sure. And they have coffee people mm-hmm. inside, which is some of the best coffee I've ever had. Oh, that's fun. Um, like, honestly, like top three coffee I've ever had in my life. Um, and I really like coffee. <laughs> I'm like Lorelei Gilmore levels of coffee. Um <laughs> which was not the case for me like five years ago. I don't know what happened. Grad school happened. You, I was going to say, you um, oof, nah, I need to do a caffeine detox. After your dissertation. You I, I accidentally went without coffee one morning a couple weeks ago and had a terrible migraine for 48 hours yep, for skipping time. that day. So yep. I need to detox. I am on coffee number two right now. You can and tell. And it's before noon. I know. <laughs> I'm talking very fast, but I needed it to yeah. get to, to do to this. To do any of this, yes. <laughs> um, chugged a coffee at home and then grabbed cold brew on my way here so <laughs> it's great it's great i'm gonna have a third cup before i oh gosh get to writing this afternoon um, anyway um book people is wonderful what i like about it is that it really is almost the size of a barnes and noble yes and it has this wonderful upstairs event space but it still has the curation of an independent bookstore right it's, but they have inventory coordinators for every section mm. Can it's, you imagine? It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and so I talked to the like um, sci-fi and fantasy coordinator for a long time, and I was working in that position here at the time, so I was like, hey, let's yeah. talk about coordination. And then we were friends on Edelweiss. Oh, that's cute. I know. That's adorable. Um, I like E. Shaver in Savannah. Um, I like their location, first of all. Obviously, it's in Savannah, but I like that it's kind of um, a little bit off the beaten path. Like, it's not maybe down at the Riverwalk or something like that. Um, and then I think they do their curation really well. It's a store that also has lots of nooks and crannies. So the bookshelf is so open and airy yeah. that there's not a, pl- a lot of places to like hide and get lost. East Shaver isn't big enough maybe for you to hide and get lost, but there are nooks. Mm-hmm. And I love a store with really good nooks yeah. and crannies. Um, I also will stand by my statement I think I made almost a year ago, which is Square Books in Oxford, Mississippi, really is the mecca for it's southern the, bookstores. It's the pinnacle, yeah. And, and now I have been there, and I can attest to the fact that that is true. Um, it is it is 
like the goal. Yeah. Um, Their presence is incredible. They have three stores on the square, yeah. guys. Three stores. <laughs> and I know so many people who have worked there and just still, having worked there, love it. Yeah. Which, and are and are continue to be patrons after working there and, and seeing how the sausage true, is made. I feel like you can do that. Means you've done a good job. Like yeah. if your staff still loves you after they're gone. Yeah. Then that's good. So those are my favorite in real life stores. Mm-hmm. Your favorites where we mm-hmm. have actually been and visited. Uh, I wanted to really quickly name some aspirational stores, meaning these are bookstores that like I follow on Instagram and I just love what they do and I want to do them too. Um, Literati, do you, I don't know if you're familiar with Literati. I am, yeah. But I love the way their store looks. That floor is amazing. (laughs) It's like this checkerboard floor. Um, And I don't know what their, I can't speak to their curation, but they look so involved with their community and their location is so, like, it's beautiful. Like, the pictures of their exterior, mm-hmm. um, very aspirational. On that wavelength, um, Oxford Exchange in Tampa. Yes, where I have been. White checkerboard floor, yes. beautiful exterior, very historic building. Yes. Um, and they have attached restaurant. They used to have a tea place, too. Do I think they, they I think they do. That's part of their restaurant, yeah. which is also called Ox- Oxford Exchange. Yeah, it's like um, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Two books in, I believe, Scotland and England are Golden Hair Books and Forum Books. Forum Books has this cool, almost mural kind of thing behind their register that I want so badly. (laughs) And there's not a way to make it happen yet. You know, not everything that another store does can you apply to your store. Right. But man, it is gorgeous looking in there. And... I think they have, they must have their bookcases on rollers because they have events like right in the middle of their store. And that is something I'm also envious of. Um, golden hair books, window displays are amazing. And I just want to get to go there. I don't know if I will get to go to either of those when I visit London this summer, but those stores are fun to follow on Instagram. Um, and then a little, I think it's a little store. I, again, it's hard to tell because I only know these stores from Instagram. Uh-huh. But Wheatberry Books, which is in Ohio, um, that's a new store I started to follow recently. I don't know how new they are, but it's a new-to-me store. And their signage and stuff reminds me of ours. Mm. And so it just feels like a store that is probably doing something similar. Mm-hmm. And so I really love following them. And then the last one, because, guys, I have wanted a bookmobile Oh. For years. For <laughs> years I have wanted a bookmobile. But 20 Stories LA is doing something really cool, which is, and they now have a location, but I'm most impressed by their bookmobile. The whole premise of this store is they pick 20 books every month, and that's it. That's what they stock. Oh, um, okay, wow. So, like, we're talking highly curated times infinity. Highly like, curated. Yes, like 20 titles. 0.1% curated. Which I, but I kind of love because we get decision fatigue so often in the current culture. Definitely. That I like a store that's like, these are the 20 books you need to be reading this month. I mean, to an, to an extent, that's what we're doing with shelf subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the idea of like driving around the coast of Florida with like a tw- like 20 books that like I need you to buy um, because they're so good. So that's another aspirational store for that's me. That's awesome. Um, and then these are the books that are, sure, they could easily fall under the aspirational category, but they're also just bookstores in this country that I need to visit and they're entirely possible for me to visit. So Golden Hair Books and Forum Books in um, in Great Britain and in Scotland are places I might not be able to go, but these stores are like on my TBV list 
to be visited. <laughs> yeah, you like that? I okay. Do. Um, her bookshop in Nashville, I've been to Parnassus. It is up there with like square books in mm-hmm. indie bookstore Mecca. Right. And I respect what Parnassus is doing. But I love how her bookshop, which uh, I'm sorry, I'm calling it the wrong name. It used to be her bookshop. Now it's just the bookshop um, because so many people got her store confused for a feminist bookstore. Oh. And she is a um, general. Mm-hmm. What is it? Just general bookstore. Um, she covers all genres. And so the new name is The Bookshop in Nashville. But I love following her on Instagram. I think she is doing a phenomenal job. Their events are really cool. Like they do an adult story time where they um, read or do performances, I guess, almost. Okay. Like authors do readings from their work. Anyway, I think their events are really cool. And I like. In Nashville, I would think it would be hard to stand out and to do something right. different, especially when there are so so many bookstores in that community. But I really love what the bookshop is doing. That's awesome. Um, Greedy Reads in Baltimore is a new, again, newer bookstore. I feel like they've been around a couple years, but um, I have enjoyed watching her kind of start from the beginning. I think sometimes people forget that I bought the bookshelf. Right. You so, didn't found it. Right. So I am happy. I feel like I've gotten a couple emails recently and I will for sure respond. So if you're one of those people, hopefully by now I've responded to you. But um, wanting advice on how to start a bookstore. And the truth is I don't have great advice on how to start a bookstore. I have good advice, I think, on how to keep one keep one in business, like <laughs> how to keep one running. But not to birth one. Right. Um, which I think is a totally different Completely. beast. So Greedy Reads has been fun to watch because I watched her open her store. And that has been an, a really neat journey to be a part of. That's really cool. And I love that she has such a good Instagram account that allows us to kind of follow along that with her. So Greedy Reads in Baltimore, Maryland is on my list. Fabled Bookshop is opening in Waco. Um, cool. You and I were talking about the gains. Like mm-hmm. I think opening a bookstore in Waco is genius. That's the right move right Somebody now. should have done that and our friend Allison did. I know Allison from Instagram and she is somebody who called me probably two years ago to just talk bookstore stuff and it is so exciting. They are so close. I feel like we're watching construction on their building oh, right that's now. That's so cool. Um, but you can buy t-shirts to support them, um, to go ahead and help them get their business started. Um, Fabled Bookshop is opening in Waco I would imagine in the next few months. They look like they're making serious progress. And then the last one is, of course, like Instagram's, I think, favorite bookstore. Mm-hmm. Books, Books are, are magic. magic. God, I, they're just, I mean, I mean, Emma Straub's their owner. What yeah. more do you want? Like, what do you want? I, like, <laughs> so, so, well, what more is there to say? Right. Um, <laughs> but I want to get my picture taken outside at their mural. Mm-hmm. I want to visit their store so badly. It looks really cool. Um, so that's on my list. <gasps> I forgot. I'm going to New York for Book Expo. I've never been. I don't even think we've talked about it. it. And I think maybe I could do it. Mm. Oh, maybe I'm going to get to go. I just realized it. Okay. So anyway, those are my bookstores to be visited. That's awesome. All of them, I am sure, are doing Indie Bookstore Day activities. So Indie Bookstore Day is the last Saturday in April. When you are listening to this, it's in a couple of days. If you are semi-local to Thomasville, we would love to see you. Um, Yeah. Because... What better way to visit Thomasville than on Indie Bookstore Day and um, Indie Bookstore Day and Rose Show Weekend? So I want to plug one more bookstore okay. um, that just opened. It's called Loyalty Bookstore. It's in DC. Oh, fun. Um, or I guess it's yeah, yeah. It's in DC. Um, their owner Hannah Oliver Depp is a friend of mine. She used to work at Politics and Prose, and then at Word. I was about to say I thought I recognized her from mm-hmm. Word. And then from Word in Jersey City, and now she's opened her own store. Oh, fun. Um, and it's, 
it, I've been following them on Twitter. They just opened okay. like in the past month or two. Cool. Um, she is so good at her job and so good Obviously at curating these events and these experience. stores, has lots of experience. And she's our age. Yeah. Like, she's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, if you live anywhere near the DC area, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Well, I'm going to check that out. Loyalty Bookstore, or if you're in DC, like, they're. DC is really. It's happening. God, they have so many bookstores. In it, spite but, of everything. But e- yeah, but each doing their own thing really yeah. well. Okay, I'm gonna have to follow yeah. them too because I'm definitely intrigued. check them out. Follow them on social media, and Hannah is just everything. Uh, I'm so proud of her. I know I am too. Oh, okay, cool. So indie bookstore day, find the indie bookstore in your community. Yes, and even support if them, guys. We just named some of the ones we are familiar with. Yeah, there are indie bookstores all over this country. All over. I think it's a wrong assumption people make that indie bookstores are dead or are dying they're really not and um go support a store in your community so they know you care and you want them there yeah um because you guys are why we are able to still exist yep independent bookstores cannot function without customers you guys nope (laughs) they really cannot we cannot function without you so thank you for supporting us long distance and if you are long distance find a store in your community and if you're close to thomasville make the trip we'll make it worth your while we're doing literary trivia Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a special story time if you've got kids with a local service dog. Um, I know. His name is Ricardo. He's a troll. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, <laughs> and then we're doing um, free coffee, free hot dogs. Like we're doing all kinds of fun stuff throughout the day. Our local kids, like our little student advisory committee, um, Dumbledore's Army is going to be hand selling books in the afternoon. Fun. So anyway, you might even cite me. In yeah, the shop. yeah. Chris might even be there. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have so much fun, and so will undoubtedly the stores in your community. Yeah. Um, thank you for supporting us and for supporting any bookstores like us. of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, or you just want to support a local-ish bookstore, like Mm -hmm. local to Thomasville, if not local to you, bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to the band formerly known as Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. You can learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them on Instagram at The Rally Club. If you'd like to support from the front porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. I just want to generically say that at our bookstore, I and probably this is true all over the country, independent bookstores also function as like general information finding places for people, mm-hmm. almost like the public library. Yeah. I'm sure the public library more so, um, but we have helped people program their remote controls. Um, that is a true story. Um, we have helped people... Um, learn how to use an air fryer. Yes, learn how to use an air fryer. That's one I remember. Um, we have helped people 
Many times somebody will come in and they don't buy a thing from us, but we tell them where to go instead mm -hmm. uh, to find what they need or what they're looking for. And that is another reason I think independent bookstores are so lovely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>